When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, and welcome to Criminality, the podcast where we know that loving reality TV isn't a crime, even though people in reality TV get sentenced like they did last week with the case of Miss John, Miss Jen Shaw, Rebecca. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? Are you glad you're not Jen Shaw? Uh, not a good day for Jen Shaw. I'm, I'm great. I was in California for sentencing and I was so happy to be there. California is my happy place. I was seeing beloved family, but I was disappointed to miss going to her sentencing. I was really looking forward to that. Um, Lauren from Allegedly Bravo went, so I was following her Mm -hmm. closely. Me too. And um, she did great coverage. But yeah, what a, it was a big topic over, you know, where I was in California and among the people there. And they're like, you know, it seems like there's a lot of crimes with those reality people these days, doesn't it? And I'm like, indeed there is. In fact, (laughs) do you listen to podcasts? So, you know, just doing my best. Absolutely. Yeah. Happy to be back. From coast to coast. Coast to coast. Yeah. Me as well. And uh, we had a great turnout of (gasps) listeners to our Sister Wives recap last week. I love that there have been these like long standing watchers like you but just as many new people finding it and coming in now right with me it's like this great coming together of this I think I got my hair stylist to start watching who just did my hair in California she was like so what are you watching and I'm like well in the era of amazing prestige tv I am on season 15 of sister wives and she was like what and by the end of it she's like I think I want to try it I'm like I think you should I know. I know. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy. And I'm so glad that that's been a win because it's one of those when you recommend something to someone in general, we've talked about this. If somebody doesn't like that recommendation, you're terrified to recommend anything else because I take it as a full on judgment of me as a person. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you just don't like yeah, me. Yeah. It's a risky, vulnerable thing to share. Like I've devoted hundreds and thousands of hours right. to this <laughs> and you might want to as well. And when they don't, you're like, questioning all your life choices absolutely as you should if you've devoted as many hours as have been devoted to things like sister wives but it is it's a great week for uh anti-polygamist i guess because mary has now left there is not a wife standing except for robin and then there was one who is sobbing yeah on a chair (gasps) at coyote pass yeah. And you know, I think I told you this, you know, when we were messaging, but where where we are, where me and my daughter are in this story, Robin and Cody seem to hate each other. It's season 15 and she is just over him. So I'm like, how does she even hang on? I mean, I guess spite is the name of the game. <laughs> it got married through several it years. Fuels, <laughs> and so it fuels you. Yeah. It's so crazy. It does. It is so, so crazy yeah. how so 
deep in we are. And I only cannot feel too weird about it because my daughter is just I'll think she's not watching and I'm like Annabelle pay attention mm-hmm. and she's like no I'm on McKelty's Instagram and I just learned you know and she's filling me I'm like she's <laughs> just gone so far too so it's it's just been great I love it it's so much fun but Rebecca we have a new story to get into <sighs> this week it's one we teased a few weeks ago what were my clues I feel like I remember your clues singer oh go I ahead I think it was me, I Tom Yacht and Connecticut okay. You're thinking of wig singer, what you did for Kim Zolciak that many guessed was Luann and could have been. Oh, and nurse. nurse. Yeah, yeah. But it is, in fact, this time Luann. This time. We are here to talk about Luann. And Rebecca, there are many quotes that define a generation. (laughs) Like Neil Armstrong saying, that's one small step for man and one giant leap for mankind. Or former President Ronald Reagan proclaiming, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. But when I think of words (laughs) that have defined my generation, (laughs) I look no further than the words of one former countess, current head haunch of Froze Rosé, and say to you, Swakul, Nusque, Patu, Pakul. Rebecca, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I should say it in English. In English, of course, it's... Be cool. Don't be all uncool. Thank you. And thus, the story of Luann de Lesseps begins. Chef's kiss, Melissa. Thank you. That was, that was, whenever I find myself Googling famous quotes and ending with, you know, having Neil Armstrong, I'm like, what are you doing with your life, Melissa? This, <laughs> this You're is not what the joy. internet was You're made spreading for. joy. So Rebecca, before we knew her as Countess Luanne de Lesseps, she was Luanne Nada, Nada. Okay, here's the thing. I didn't write down the actual name. I wrote down the spelling of her name, like for me to pronounce uh-huh. it two weeks right. ago. Right. So you don't so know I where the emphasis is. Yeah. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Born May 17th, 1965, making her a cool, not uncool, 57 <laughs> oh. years old at the time of today's recording. Rebecca, do you know where Luanne grew up? Switzerland? <laughs> no, she just wait. Really? She just skied the Alps. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is she from Connecticut? She I assume she was born. She's from Connecticut. Oh, yes. oh, oh, oh! I actually thought she was born in Europe, but maybe just her parents. Uh, maybe. Or maybe I don't she was just bougie and she just holidayed there. I think she Ilaria herself <laughs> <Okay>. into, <laughs> and so now everyone okay. thinks that she's from yeah, there. Yeah, it worked. So. <laughs> Luann grew up, she was one of seven kids, and after high school, Luann goes on to become an LPN and spent a few years using this nursing degree to take care of geriatric patients. So it's while she's working as a nurse in 1987 that she decided she wanted to enter the pageant world. And so she ran for her first pageant, and wouldn't you believe it? She didn't win, but she actually really liked it, and she loved pageants, and she just began to enter them. It's like, she's been a knockout since yeah. day one. Oh. It's crazy. The woman's genetics are something to behold. Absolutely. And I meant to mention, there used to be an episode, and there's only been one of any of the housewives, like Becoming Luann or something. We talked about this. Yes. You cannot find go? this on the internet. Yeah. yeah. It's been scrubbed, and I was really like banking on that to help me with some of these details, and yeah. it no longer exists. What a shame! So, I know, and it was good. And like, why was there just one, and why was Luann the one it was on? But yeah, and why did it actually... disappear? Was it unflattering? 
I wonder. I don't think so. I thought it was pretty flattering. You'd think um, she'd like have it embedded in her website or something. I mean, maybe. She, I I didn't get to her website, so <laughs> you don't know if she has one. <laughs> so anyway, as she's doing these pageants, she's still a nurse. She's taking uh, the train from her home to New York to do these modeling gigs. So she realizes that she's making more as one day as a model as she is as a week as a nurse. So that's when she decides to quit nursing and become a model full time, which who hasn't? Who hasn't? I mean, look, if the, you've got the choice. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I chose not to. Yeah. Just, it was I'm a choice unique for me. like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm just hashtag humble and, you know, it's it's a whole thing. I consider um, myself an outlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People use the word unique with me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... <laughs> So Luann moves to New York and she becomes quite successful in modeling and she does so well she ends up moving to Milan. And so, yeah, so like I can't even imagine that jump to be like one of seven kids, full-time model, Milan, but yeah. Luann Pretty lucky. It. Yeah. So she lives in Milan and she models for three years before she eventually gets a job as a television co-host. And I feel like this is something that was brought up in that yeah, thing, right? like old footage or clips of that. Yep, I definitely so cool. watched that. So, Rebecca, do you remember what this show was about that she was a host of? No, it's very popular in your family. Your son Pickleball? is into it. Oh, surfing? No. no, surfing, soccer. Why is your family into so many things? Yes, soccer. <laughs> I thought like my family just be one thing. Um, soccer. She was a co-host on a <laughs> soccer program called Pressing. Oh. Oh, and wouldn't it be called football? My bad. We're in Europe now. It's football. It was a football thing. So you still didn't get there. Um, (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So while Luann says she doesn't really know anything about soccer, she could speak some Italian, but not perfectly. But they kind of thought that was cute. So they're like, let's agitate all these soccer players. Yeah. (laughs) And have this person who can barely speak Italian on here. So she's the co the co-host of the show and she's like more talking about their social lives with the players you know who they're dating who they've been seen out with very on brand for Luann yeah and the this other tracks. right and the other host is basically like asking questions about the actual sport <laughs> so she compared it to being the Regis and Kelly of soccer R.I.P. But to me, it sounds more like Chris Hardwick and Jenny McCarthy (laughs) and singled out, right? It's more like, what are you doing here? Um, (laughs) But you look good. So Rebecca, Luann's busy. She is living this incredible life in Milan, and she eventually falls in love with a man named Roberto. Mm. Roberto is older than Luann, and he is very, very rich. And he owns a home in Switzerland. Switzerland. Way to go. I knew there was a Switzerland connection somewhere. There, There is. Um, and so in Switzerland, she lives with him. They stay there. They start developing this life together. And they're like partying with princes and princesses, which mm-hmm, as you can do. you imagine just one day just being like, by the way, got to go to the prince and princess's home castle. Yeah. I don't know. Who's Fire Luann, I can. Yeah. Yeah. So she is going to these parties and she becomes friends with this lady named Honeychild. 
Do you remember that from that special? I definitely remember no, the name Honey Child. I don't. So there's this older lady named Honey Child, and she has like a past all into her own, and I meant to go more into it. I didn't, but just know that she's friends with somebody named Honey Child. Okay. And do we know, Rebecca, who do you think came first, Honey Child or Honey Boo Boo? Mm, it's got to be Child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes when I'm writing my notes, I'm like, I'll throw in this joke. And then I'm like, that wasn't a good idea. <laughs> so she and Honey Child, Roberto is out of town at this one party that Honey Child and Luann were going to. And it was at this party at this beautiful chalet that she sees her future husband, Count Alexander de Lesseps. Mm-hmm. So Rebecca... She falls for Alex immediately. Immediately she knows she wants to be with him. And she leaves Roberto to be with him. Which okay. Also very on brand for Luann. Yes. And so Rebecca, Alex, as we mentioned, is a count. Do you know what a count is? A purple puppet who plays the piano. <laughs> <laughs> well, I put Count Chocula, which is the only one I have oh, any respect for. Oh, I'm thinking for. of the count on Sesame Street. Oh, okay. He's like... So- 22, 23, remember him? <laughs> I wanted you to keep going because the voice was so good. I loved it. What is like 22? Uh, 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 exactly. 23. Exactly. Yep. No, I don't know what a count actually does. I assume well, it's nothing mathematical. Good news. I don't either. I did not even look it up. <laughs> we know that he is a French entrepreneur whose lineage includes being a descendant of some dude who built the Suez Canal. <sighs> right. Does right. that make you a count? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't really seem like a real thing. I will be honest. It's very title heavy and not like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I think and, it's low down on the And list I don't of... want somebody to call me anything that starts with a C, like have to put a C <laughs> word in front of my name. And I'll ends with that. an NT too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> since, we're, since we're going there. Yeah. Yeah. They're just one vowel off. No, I don't I don't need that. That's risky. So, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. This episode is all over the place. <laughs> Count and Countess. Oh, oh, oh. They <laughs> fall in love. <laughs> and they get married in 1993 and they eventually have their daughter Victoria and their mm-hmm. son Noah Noel Noel. Yeah, she says Noel. Yeah, who if you haven't seen a picture of him lately, he looks like what I think account would look like i was just gonna say does he look like the count (laughs) he looks like a count the handlebar mustache is such a look yeah that style jacket the the whole look it's going somewhere between count and like i don't know circus ringmaster ringmaster and also maybe you're coming home from war i don't know there's like brooklyn (laughs) in brooklyn yes yes so anyway to me Noel looks like a count, what I think a yeah. count would look like. So Yeah, totally. Kudos. He's leaning into the legacy. Oh, that's perfect. So anyhow, the Count and Luann continue their lives in Europe. They move all around, eventually end up in New York City where they plan to raise their kids. And while no- Luann no longer has her television gig in Italy, it wouldn't be long before she had one in New York. So way back in 2008... She gets an email from uh, Jill Zarin telling her there's this show that she might be a part of and would Luann be interested? And she was like, sure, why not? 
Can you imagine something that's going to change your life like this? And your response is like, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I don't have that many opportunities that for everything I'm like, oh my gosh, let's do it. <laughs> well, and also consider the time, right? Like, could she have possibly known? I mean, I know it wasn't the no. first franchise, but like, yeah, plus it's Luann. So a hearty yes yeah. or even a casual yes is all that you would expect. We're- and we're forgetting she's got to be cool, not all uncool. Like uncool. clearly, right. I am. Don't saying jump that. at it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> this is why I've figured out my failures in life. So back in 2008, like I was saying, Bravo fans are introduced to a new group of women after the success of Real Housewives of Orange County, yeah. and there's a new show that's brewing. But let me read the original description yes. for you. I love okay. this. And I feel like you may have brought this up before because it does seem familiar. Manhattan Moms. Yep. Right? That was the original premise and name. Yep. Uh, Manhattan Moms is a fly-on-the-wall glimpse into the privileged lives of New York's wealthy socialites. We'll watch as they juggle calendars packed with charity fundraising galas (sighs) and the social world of the Hamptons with interviews for elite private schools and high-powered careers. Mm. So that's right. Before Roni, it was Manhattan Moms or M Squared or... Thank goodness they didn't name it that. Yeah. And so originally it was going to be a standalone like you talked about before. But Bravo ended up saying, actually, this is the housewives. Let's Thankfully. make this. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. Because imagine I know. all the TV would have missed. And Truly. so the first season is really a tour de force with people like Bethany Frankel and mm-hmm. Jason number one. Remember that mm-hmm. guy? Mm-hmm. He was so mean. Yeah. Um, Not and I mean, a good dude. She's mean too, but like I actually felt bad for her during that time. Yeah. Um, uh, world-renowned model Alex McCord. Yes, in Brooklyn of all places. (laughs) And she's coming back for um Ultimate Girls Girls Trip. Trip. Oh, I know. So excited for that. That's gonna be great. Turtle Time Ramona Singer. (laughs) Oh man. Jill wears my Diet Coke Zarin, and of course the Countess. Luann de Lesseps. Yeah. So it's interesting to me that like when the show debuted and tell me if you remember any of this, Bethany obviously did not have kids. So the Manhattan moms thing didn't fly. No. But she also wasn't a housewife. So that doesn't necessarily track. That's what I was gonna say. It was like she was barely even a housewife. She wasn't. I mean, it's such I think in general, the housewives moniker is like often because a lot of them are divorced and like not currently wifing but um but yeah it would have it would never have worked as a Manhattan mom's show I mean like Sonia and Ramona each only had one kid like it's not like they were running around with so many children like mothering top of the list so yeah and Luann's kids were in um boarding school boarding school so (laughs) yeah yeah and so Real Housewives of New York is an immediate success for Bravo. And although the first season only had seven episodes plus the Crazy. reunion, it gave us some incredible moments. Moments like this one. Rebecca, will you play the first clip Ooh. I sent you? Can't wait. This is Luann. This is Clever. Hi. Hi, how are you? Oh, I totally felt awkward being introduced to the driver as Luann. I'm not used to that. If you introduce me you know, like oh, kids, I, like oh, kids, I would like you know, a level of respect. Yeah, it's a level of respect. You know, oh, like really? My husband would you know, actually be like, oh, out. my God. Is this real? Do you really care what a driver calls you? 
I said, I did not have the Countess Handbook. So I apologize. I had no idea. Oh, I was like, okay, Flu Am, like, we're all yeah, having a beer yeah, together. Yeah, exactly. For, like, come in and do a shot with us. Yeah, exactly. Got it, yeah. Because you don't understand, I can't, I, there's no separation of church and state with me. There's not. Well, I not, feel It's not about church and state. <laughs> I would have thought that Bethany would have known that, you know. So I was surprised that I had to explain it to her. Even Rosanna, you know, she calls me Mrs. D. Did you notice that? She no, and she would not call me, my, she wouldn't call me Bethany, she'd call me Mrs. whatever. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It was like astounding. It was just, I just could, I just was like, all right, I was just like, get over yourself. Love pre-money Bethany. Sorry. It was so nice to see her hair and face and outfit. Um Yes. Oh, that is such a classic. Just the, hey, just a little reminder. Yeah. Yeah. Like as if the whole thing is just wild because yeah, I don't know. It just is so rude all the way around. Someone like a driver, she says. Like, I mean, the classism is like just oozing out straight out the gate in season one. It's so, and for her not to even, for her to be miked and to say this, to just, how do you not even see how this comes off? And I just have a hard time separating, like, you know how you were raised and how did you get here? I don't know. I just, I feel like I'm not so far removed from my childhood where I'm a different person. So it it doesn't compute with I me I think whatsoever. she's one of those people that always thought she was going to transcend. Totally. Where she's from and who she, you know, was supposed to be. And she like takes that persona on and takes it so seriously. And I think she doesn't care how she, it was part of her brand. Like she wanted to come yeah. across like a countess on the Upper East Side. Yeah. Yeah. That is, it, it is just wild. So when it comes time for this first reunion, it's pretty casual compared to what we see now. Yes. Do you remember what yes. Jill was wearing at the reunion? Was it like a blouse and jeans? But do you know what the shirt said? It was during her fight with Bethany, like during that whole thing. No, wait, no. It's a Team Jill shirt. Oh my gosh. Bedazzled, of course. course. Yeah, but it is like to look at that picture <laughs> yeah. of the first reunion, you're like, wow, did to you what guys they've even become. know you were on TV? Yeah. I know, I know. Yeah, it's totally different. And so during this reunion, though, we find out that Luann and the Count had separated So according to Luann, she gets this email from the Count that says, I've met this Ethiopian woman while he was in Geneva, and we're serious, and I want to end our marriage. And so this obviously was quite shocking, as Luann's whole thing is that she's this Countess who's married for love, and what a great life she has. So like to see it at the end of the first season being like, bye-bye. from her. Yeah. Totally. It, It was crazy. So- Of course, as I said before, the show is a huge success and the women are starting to realize that they can capitalize on the success. And so Luann will go on to write a book called Class with the Countess, colon, How to Live with Elegance and Flair, (laughs) (laughs) which was published in April of 2009, so 14 years ago. Oh, wow. Simpler times. Aging well, aging well. Absolutely. And while I did not read it, I did read some reviews with one saying one out of five stars. And this is my favorite name somebody's written on something. They wrote, count this countess, one star. (laughs) Oh, I like that. And so their review is, this book was written well, dictated really by a narcissist. The countess, in quotes, is so full of herself it borders on psychosis. (gasps) Is it any wonder that idle rich 
inherited money, no doubt. Clown of an ATM she called a husband, told her he wanted a divorce by email. Now that is classy. End quote. Oh, that's like savage. That is. Right? (laughs) It was a fun one to follow on. But then I thought too, I'm like, wait, your whole thing is being classy. And it isn't very classy to end a marriage via email. So, I mean, it's not her fault, but it is just kind of like a wild thing to be like, really? Somebody broke up with you via a Dear John letter? Right. It's also not classy or elegant to like remind people of your title all the time and to like remove yourself and elevate yourself you know always and again we don't know what a count is or does still (laughs) so i need to keep going (laughs) so needless to say the, the book wasn't you know a new york times bestseller and maybe writing books would not be her thing that's okay it's not really her style But after the break, we are going to discuss all about Luann's business ventures, relationships, and issues with the law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So Rebecca, while the Countess was spreading her rules for elegance, which as you know, is learned, mm-hmm. my friend, That's she, she began book. dating on the show. And so the first real relationship that I remember seeing Luann in on the show is her relationship with... Robert? Jacques. 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 Who's Robert? Jacques Azoulay. I don't know. Robert's in there too, I'm sure. So he is a French businessman and real life sad Ross from Friends. Oh my gosh. I didn't make that like moniker up. That was um, a blog I used to love. It was called I'm Bringing Blogging Back. Patrick. Can't remember his last name. I lived for this blog. It was such a great Oh, it was just a great time in my life. I always waited for those blogs to come out. But he called him Sad Ross, and I can that's, never not that's see brilliant. him as Sad Ross, yep. right? Yep. So Luann and Jacques are dating for a while and seem to have a really great relationship, seem to compliment one another. And you know what they say, the couple that share the same haircut together stay together. <laughs> <laughs> and they did have the same haircut for quite a t- you know quite a bit of time. Um, and they seem to be doing really great until – Dun, da, da, Pirate Gate. Right. Rebecca, do you remember Pirate Gate? Bootleg Johnny Depp, yes. Bootleg Johnny Depp. And who wants to be the real Johnny Depp anyway? Like, there's just not, You're it's not off. good either way. Not, yeah. 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 So in season five, which, do you have a favorite season of Real Housewives? Or or what is your Real Housewives of New York that, like, oh you would gosh. say is your comfort season or episodes? I mean, look, we can't discuss Luann and New York without Scary Island. Absolutely. What season was that? Um, It's got to be like two, three, four, somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah, early. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a season of New York I didn't appreciate. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm kind of here for all of them. I mean, puppy funerals. Oh, my The Tinsley gosh. years. <laughs> um, the Her last. Eggs. Oh. Yeah, the eggs, the. The ladder trip with the boat ride. Oh, when my Luan gosh. got the roundhouse, I hope we get to that. 
the roundhouse nope. upstate. Oh yeah, we, we can. Well, well, that was involved in some issues. Oh um, good. Yeah, it it it's. Uh, you're right. All especially those early seasons, they were just always delivering. Yes. And season five is really no exception. In season five, they go to St. Barts, where yes. I want to rewatch the season because I forgot this is when too. Aviva is there. Holy moly. Hold my leg is what you mean. Yeah. She yeah. Was there and it's pure gold. And so on this trip, I, I can't remember all the players in this, but I know uh Heather was one. Uh-huh. Carol, Beth was Bethany there? Bethany was there. I think so, yeah. Luann. Uh Heather wakes up to find a man in her room, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they've been out partying, having this great time. There's a man in her room. Of course, it freaks her out. Yeah. And that's when Luann claims that this isn't a big deal. Like, yeah. she This leads utters, up to her big quote. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm going to let you deliver this one. Be cool. Don't be all, like, uncool. Said with go, black sunglasses, Ray-Bans, and, like, a white blouse over her bikini. I mean, effortless. Flattest tummy I've ever seen. Yeah, it yeah. was just... Man, I would I would <sighs> Say Nordstrom chic. rack the crap out of that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's saying this because there's this pirate looking dude named Tomas who Luann says right. looks like Johnny Depp, which okay. We'll we'll give her that. Yeah. He stays over and she realizes the girls are talking about this and that right. Jacques is going to find out. Like this is right. we don't see this very often. I feel like now, like, okay, Heather Gay and her whole black eye. We don't know what happened. But back then, people were letting things fly way more, I feel like. So the cameras weren't on when he was there. Yeah, was different. Right, right, right. And so people were just saying, well, here's what happened. They're like recapping, even though the cameras weren't there. And I don't feel like they do that as much now. And so Luann realizes, oh my gosh, this is going to be on film. Jacques is going to find out that, or Jacques is going to find out that this pirate was here, all this. She calls someone, speaks to them in French, and is like telling them to keep things quiet yes. and oh my gosh, creating yes, this whole yes. story, right? Yeah. And Forgot so that anyhow, part. yeah, that was wild. Because again, you're you're mic'd. Um, <laughs> right. But, <laughs> Different language, sure, but. <laughs> she's like, no hear. way Bravo's paying for a translator. There's no way. Um, <laughs> which I get that. Um, but anyhow, it's sort of the beginning of the end for Luann and Jacques, but not the end of the relationships era for mm-hmm. Luann. And so let's rewind a little bit and talk about Luann's career. We mentioned books aren't really her thing. Um, and I think she did try to sell the jewelry she had. Remember, she was like statement, statement piece Luann. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which she should have just collabed with my sister wife's closet because oh, they needed the help. They were huge. They like, needed a point a, of view. They <laughs> heard jewelry they had a point of view. <laughs> and possibly Luann's strong neck because I never understood how she could wear those things all the time and not just be like ripping them off of her neck. Yeah. I don't have I'm a strong just, neck. Very weak. It's like her core, but her core is up there. It's like <laughs> exactly like that. <laughs> So in season three, we find out about Luann's real love, and that is singing. So remember Kim Zolciak, as we mentioned before, and her singing? Well, Kim walked so Luann could run into the bushes. (laughs) (laughs) But Luann was working with these, like, world-renowned producers. Right. And 
she ends up releasing her first single, Money Can't Buy You Class, mm-hmm. which is a banger, Rebecca. Referenced all the time in pop culture to this day. All the, absolutely all the time. Like it is, like they did a great job with that song. Yeah. Like just producing it. It was great. And the next follow-up or the follow-up to that would be Chic Say La Vie, which don't make me say any more words in that song because reading that title was more than enough Already for enough. me. Yeah. Yeah. And later came Feeling Giovanni, which of course. <laughs> was a clapback. Would we call it a clapback? In that year that it happened, it sure was. <laughs> That's what yeah. we would have called it. <laughs> Wait, what would it be called now? Oh, what's the Gen Z word for that? Well, I don't know that. I don't know that. I just just know know that that there would be something else. I know that now we wouldn't call it that, don't you think? We know it's been updated, but but we we don't know what to. We're young enough to know it's been updated, but we're too old to know to what. (laughs) (laughs) And by we, I mean I, Melissa. I'm not going to drag you down. No, I'm I'm there with you. I'm in the trenches with our neck creams. We're together. It's fine. (laughs) So uh, do you have a favorite Luann hit, Rebecca? Oh, God. Out of those three, I mean, I, I assume there's other songs, but I, the Christmas song will just let. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Oh, that yeah. is not the Let's favorite. let it go. I think it has to be her first. Yeah. The original. I do. They're singing her song. Yeah. Um, she they're, loved it. It was. They're all pretty great. <laughs> really I mean. They're all pretty great. Like, she got very lucky. For what it is, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. And so where Kim Zol- Zolciak makes a couple singles, cashes a few checks, steals some from Candy, Luann takes it a step further and someone on her team helped her create Countess and Friends, which yep. was this cabaret show where she sings songs, has famous friends, in quote, uh, that come on the show to banter, sing, play piano, or just ruin the respect I once held for them. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Countess and Friends was a huge success. And like still, she's still doing Countess and Friends. Do you, why do you think this has been successful for her? Because she's not a great singer. I We haven't really mentioned that, but she's. Oh, no. I mean, listen to her speaking voice. Like it's, I mean, she sounds like she's smoked a few packs in her a day. A few? Yeah. She smoked so. the entire marble red collection. Yeah, that like I'm sure fueled her her whole modeling career. But um I think it's like a little bit of a car accident effect, you know? You kind of sure. want to see it for yourself. You can't look away. The fun guest surprises. Right. Um but seeing it in person, it's it's truly like a spectacle to behold. It's an event, right? It's an event. Yeah, you make a night of it. And I think she got Bravo fans, like Mm -hmm. she capitalized on that. And then also, I guess, like celebrity adjacent type people going in for the special appearances. And I don't know. And it's in New York, kind of like Broadway adjacent. So it and and went on tour, as we know, with posters on concert halls. So absolutely totally made it a thing. Yeah. And I feel like part of the success could be that it's kind of campy. Like oh, completely. The, yes. The show doesn't take itself too seriously. I think Luann does, but I don't mm-hmm. think the production of it is taking itself so no. seriously. But she very much sees herself as a talented cabaret singer. Right. And not just a place for people to come together to watch this singer. But it's really a well-produced show. From everything I've seen, it looks yeah. like yeah. the behind the scenes has really made this work. 
there's podcasters who talk about it and they've gone like three times. I know. I, I feel like it would be an experience. I yeah, would, we should go. I would want to, for mm-hmm. sure. So Luann is still on Real Housewives of New York. She's building her brand as a cabaret singer, even though Bethany Frankel once screamed, life is not a cabaret. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great one. Mm-hmm. And as she continued cabaret and found success in that, Luann was still looking for love. And she found it, or she thought she found it, mm. in a man named Tom Diagostino. Is that mm-hmm. how? I don't mm-hmm. oh, Am I saying it right? Okay. And if that name's familiar, then you too could be entitled to compensation for having dated Tom, <laughs> just like both Ramona, Ramona and Sonia Morgan had. So that's right. Tom is a bit of a ladies' man. Mm. He has really pretty eyes. I'm going to go ahead and give him that right off the okay, gate. I will too. I can, blue. See, mm-hmm. I can see the charm of him, but I also see his doucheosity and like it just comes out of his pores. Like it seems very obvious to me. Like there's just no, Ugh, like he's just gross. not going to be very nice to me, right? No, no. Yeah. Oh, okay. Tom had never been married. And so he was like, into his 50s and look we're not going to talk stereotypes it's a new day you don't have to get married sure but typically what they say about men who've never been married at that point in their 50s like holds up I mean he'd been with like everybody on that show and their neighbors like he was the new Harry uh what is his name Harry Dugan was that his no what's the you know I'm talking about yeah he was the new Harry Dubin but like you're like oh I I see more of an appeal or a charm (laughs) yes a hundred percent but that that circle up there that they run in is small and money matters more than you know your (sighs) looks I guess and kindness yeah (laughs) and kindness for sure and so Tom is a ladies man as we've clearly said here and although Ramona seemed to have not really been so serious with Tom kind of like had some casual dates Sonia seemed to have been pretty into him. It felt very much to me like if we're both not married by the time we're 30, we'll marry each other, mm-hmm. like that kind of a mm-hmm. thing, right? So it was like she and Tom would see each other, have whatever relationship they have, find new partners, come back. They would always come back to each other, right? And so this forever bachelor never really seemed to be super interested in seeing anyone long term. That is until he heard the baritone voice of the <laughs> Countess. And so Luann and Tom meet in 2015 and are engaged the next year. And Luann talks often about how happy she was and she was fine relinquishing this title of Countess, right? Because she is still Countess Luann, which was like a courtesy title at this point. But once she got married to Tom or got married to somebody else, she would lose her title. Right. But Tom was worth it to her. Mm -hmm. True love. Yeah. It's always worth it. So anyhow, the women on Real Housewives of New York, I wouldn't say they're known for having like the greatest judgment, but they all seem to really know this might not be a good thing, Luann. This is this is not great. You're taking it too fast. Like, yeah, uh, they're all he's been with everyone here. Yes. Yeah. And rightfully so. Right. And so just days before this huge engagement party Luann's having where she's like kind of crushed poor Sonia, like like made her feel really bad and like she had nothing with Tom. It was a really yeah. weird thing, right? Like she belittled yes. Sonia. And yes. Yeah. Oh, Bethany decides that. to sit with Luann in this hotel room and she tells Luann about these pictures that were sent to her. And Rebecca, yeah. if you'd like to play 
<sighs> this. I have to tell you something, and I don't want to be the one to have to tell you this because it's not my... Please don't let it be about Tom. It's about Tom. Well... And it's true, and I just need you to know that before I tell you. I don't want to go through this wasn't now in denial. I just want to tell you that this is a fact. It was about Tom. I I think there's more. I own more in my house that says, please don't let it be about Tom. It's about Tom. Like, knickknacks than truly anything <laughs> I think the there. saddest part of that, well, that whole scene is so sad. So good. So sad. <laughs> is I think what Luann is almost about to say when she's like, it is, it's about Tom and it's true. And I need you to know that before I tell you. And Luann is almost like, well, I think she was going to say, I don't want to hear it then. Like, I think she would have kept her head in the sand if Bethany had hundred percent. Absolutely. And that's what's so sad. She was kind of like, as long as it's not being in my face, right. I can look past it. Would you hear about that? And there were always conversations that Luanna and the Count had this like open relationship. Or- yeah. And I don't think she necessarily confirmed it, but no, I think she actually did that said like they kind of saw other people. It wasn't like a big deal. So I think for her, it would have been if he wasn't putting it in her face and flaunting it in front of everyone, she could have dealt with it. Right. And I'm sure you'll get to it. That's like what she basically says to him when she calls him. Oh, yeah. Um, no, but I, I didn't have that written down, but go ahead. <laughs> no, I just, I vaguely remember like her just saying like, how could you do this at the Regency? Basically, oh, yeah. <laughs> like not how could you do this? But I don't know if she actually said that, but that was kind of the It was the, the vibe of the whole thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, I will give you my picture to post for this episode <gasps> where I... Of you me, at the Regency. Yeah, me crying on the phone in front of the Regency where my husband was like, why did we have to come here? And I said, you just need to get this shot. Just get You didn't shot. even take him inside for a drink? Absolutely not. I don't want to run into Tom. Those dazzling eyes. I didn't know if my husband would leave me. Who knows? Okay, so as we can kind of see, this once-in-a-lifetime romance with Tom might not be so great. And mm. it sort of seems like this was the turning point for Luann. Like, Luann and Tom go forward with, forward with the wedding. And I can't remember if it's Ramona or Sonia who was like, She's going to marry him at this mm-hmm. point just because she is going to do it. Like she's not yeah. going to cancel the wedding. Yeah. And only Dorinda attended the wedding out of all the ladies from Roni, which I forgot That's about that. Right. I did too. I also forgot about her speech on a boat. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ugh, what a mess. Yeah. And so within seven months, though, this wedding or this marriage was over with Luann finding out that Tom was being inappropriate with his ex and who knows what else, but she was yeah. she was done. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't so much of a shock that they were getting divorced, but the timing was so quick. Yeah. Um, and Luann also got a like Bravo divorce special with Andy Cohen. Do you remember oh, that? Weekly. He like comes to her house and is like, hey, Lou, hey, hey Andy, <laughs> come on in. And they're like in their summer clothes and like sitting outside right. and talking. Kind it's of almost so... like an Oprah special type vibe, like totally. the outdoor it's chairs the, and like, it's yeah. It's the Harry and Meghan, but it's yes. like. It's about Tom, except it's, it's about, about Tom. Tom. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. So silly. But it seems like this is where Luann kind of starts to unravel. So she's yeah. like really put all of her eggs in one basket with Tom and this working out and everybody else is wrong. And then this fell apart really quickly. And so, you know, a lot of them are basically saying, I told you so. And the internet is saying, I told you so and everything else. So cut to about 
a year after Tom and Luann's wedding um, in South Florida, on Christmas Eve, we find out that Countess Luann had been arrested. Yep. Rebecca, where were you when you found out that Luann had been arrested in a Florida jail? Florida glued, something. Glued to my phone. Just, I don't know. The world right? ceased. The world stopped. I don't know where I, I know. was. I was just refresh, refresh. I, I think I was driving and I was looking for anyone on the podcast talking about it mm-hmm. and two judgy girls were the first ones I found talking about it and it was just kind of like a stop what you're doing and let's talk about this kind of day right you just needed it in real time because yes. it was unbelievable right yep yep so let's talk a little about this arrest um on Christmas Eve 2017 Luann is in Palm Beach with her friend Julie I think Julie was um one of the bridesmaids in her wedding actually okay. And so Luann was supposed to be in Juniper, Florida, visiting family, which was like about an hour away. But for whatever reason, she decided to stay with Julie. And so according to Luann, Julie has a bunch of cats and they annoyed her. So she was like, I'm out of here. Relatable. Yeah. I know. I was like, it's like the fish room, but cats. Oh, no. Um, And so instead, she decides to go to the Colony Hotel where she meets up with this man she had dated before Tom who she only refers to as the polo player. Okay, yeah. And so on Roni, we get to see her telling the story to Dorinda. And while she's telling the story, she's like very quick to be like correcting stories that people have heard in the news. Like the big thing she wanted to say was like, he was my age. He wasn't in his 20s. He was definitely (laughs) my age, which was like, but the story ends with you getting arrested, right? Because that seems to be... (laughs) The real fact in this story. Yeah. So back to the story. Luann and this polo player were drinking at the Colony Hotel, which, by the way, was the same place she had her wedding brunch the year before. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. It's like going back to the scene of the crime. I was just going to say that. I'm like, it's odd. It's an odd place, like the change of plans and that that's where she ended up. It really is like a pull that like she could not resist. Yeah. Absolutely. So according to Luann, (sighs) she checks into this hotel, gets a room key, and she and this gentleman partner go to the bar, drink, and listen to a jazz singer. Well, she hasn't actually been in her room yet, right? So she has the key, but she hasn't gone to her room yet. So she says that she's feeling good, she's feeling a little rambunctious. And so this polo player realizes, like, you might be a little too rambunctious, which I think is code for, like maybe very loud in this bar and people are going to start to notice. Mm -hmm. So he suggests they go back to her room, which again, she hasn't been to yet. So Luann gets in the elevator, pushes the fourth floor, which right off the bat is wrong. She's staying on the third floor, but she hits four. And of course this guy's like, she knows where she's going. Of course. She's staying at this hotel. Yeah. And so Luann gets out, they get out. Luann drops her purse. She's looking for her room key having a hard time finding it the guy picks up her bag and she just walks into the next room that's open and of course he's not thinking she's walking into an open room he's thinking she found her key use the key walks in logical as one does Mm -hmm. so Luann continues on and says I'm kissing my friend we're kissing and two seconds later the security's at the door which thank you for just saying those words i i just there's i can only take so much Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and so apparently one of the housekeepers had been cleaning this room 
which is why it was unlocked. It wasn't just open. randomly Yeah, I know. How do you get open? Into a room? Yeah. Yeah. They were cleaning it. They walked out, come back in, sees Luann and her friend kissing, and they call security. Yeah. So security comes, the polo player, and anyone within earshot is telling Luann, hey, you're in the wrong room. And Luann is like saying, nope, this is my room. This is my room. And like the polo player is saying, this isn't your room. They even find like a Blackberry on the table and are like, that's not your phone. And she's just convinced that this is her room and she's in the right room. Eventually, though, security has to call the police and that's when they arrive and handcuff Luann. So that's kind of the sad part because, yes, she was in the wrong room. But if she hadn't doubled down and like refused to leave the room, this would have been a non-issue. Nobody would have ever heard this story. Sure. So Luann's placed in cuffs. She closes the door on the face of an officer. Yep. She claims that was by accident, but reports say she tried to kick an officer to avoid arrest. She gets arrested. She's put in the back of a squad car. She's able to slip her handcuffs off, off like Houdini style, which I didn't. How do you even get handcuffs off like that easily? Do you have like Very bird bones? I don't wrists. understand. Yeah, it's like Sutton's ankles, her wrists, I guess. Yeah. I <laughs> oh my gosh. That lady's ankles. <laughs> okay. I'm like, why are you wearing heels? You're going to snap in half. How does she pick her foot up? I, <laughs> that's true. She can never wear uh, Alex's Platform. Louis Those Vuitton. Louis Vuittons. <laughs> mm-hmm. Never. So Luann's in the back of the uh, police car, gets these handcuffs off. She's screaming and yelling, I'm going to kill you to the officers oh. that were arresting you, which... If That's you don't bad. have a good enough attorney, that could end you in prison for quite some time. Mm-hmm. So the next day, she slipped out of these handcuffs. And the next day, she is brought into the courtroom with, like, shackles. And yeah. when Dorinda's like, why were you in shackles? She's like, oh, because I got out of my handcuffs when I was in the car, which is just wild. And so that's when she's charged with disorderly intoxication, resisting arrest, and battery on a law enforcement officer, which are serious, serious, serious yes. crimes, like as serious as you can get yeah. without these killing are, someone. These are not classy misdemeanors or elegant felony. No. It's <laughs> serious. One crime. Oh, oh, oh. Two crimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so Luann decides, as every celebrity does in this situation, to check herself into rehab within yeah. a week. And she said, quote, I have decided to seek professional guidance and will be voluntarily checking into an alcohol treatment center. I intend to turn this unfortunate incident into a positive life-changing event, end quote, which good. that mm-hmm. Let's do that. And as we know, though, the cycle of addiction is vicious and yeah. she wasn't finished with her issues with alcohol at this point so in july of 2018 she ends up being sued by the count and their kids victoria and noel so i think this is the circle house that she had she buys that house it's like 3.1 million dollars but she doesn't create a trust for the kids so part of the guidelines of their divorce is if she's buying anything like that it has to be in part in the trust for the kids so if anything happened it would be theirs well that's like a big part of the divorce. She didn't do this. So the kids and the count sue her, which is like a big freaking deal. Like to be sued by your kids that you can't figure this out. Yeah, I remember hearing about that and I never knew the backstory. So I'm very curious about this and it really kind of makes me sad. 
right? And they also accused her during this time of making these threats to sell this house, to buy a new house without making sure the kids were entitled to what they called a share of the funds. So basically, it was uglier than I think she, you know, made it out to be where it was like she was even saying, I will not put you on this. The count's obviously fighting back. And the kids are because they must have been count been legally advised like oh 100 percent. i don't get it and why what was her reason did she ever say why she wasn't just doing following the the guidelines of what was the agreement was it's so odd Mm -hmm. i don't i wonder if it was kind of like she knew she would get less of a a cut or whatever because it's going to them and maybe she thinks they have too much which (sighs) they have all of his inheritance but like that's still not what yeah it's such and you'd think she would care about like what a bad look that is like uh, yeah yikes okay you, getting sued by your kids has to be mm-hmm. up there with like telling a police officer you're gonna kill them like yeah that's just like not pretty rock things. bottom yeah yeah definitely and so the kids end up dropping the lawsuit the next year in april but following the news of this lawsuit with just within just a couple of days luann checks back into rehab after bethany stages an intervention you remember yes. that yes thing yeah and so obviously that really probably contributed to her spiraling if yeah. your kids are suing you. That can, like you were saying, be a rock yeah. bottom. Yeah, sure. So Luann misses the season 10 taping the reunion. In August of 2018, it comes time for Luann to have her day in court about these charges that happened back in Palm Beach. So she pleads guilty to three charges, which were battery, disorderly intoxication, and trespass in an occupied structure of conveyance. Ew. You know that one. I don't. Yeah, this casual names. For I'm like buildings. that is a lot of words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the charges of battery on a law enforcement officer and two charges of corruption by threat have been dropped. And I'm trying to remember back to that. I feel like she said something in court in her, didn't the judge say, I would advise you to talk to your lawyer. There was something that went on and I, I'm sorry, I didn't pull that. I could be making that up, but I feel like there was something she said in court where a judge was like, you might want to shut up. Oh gosh. That Am I does, making that up? Did they, no, it's ringing a bell, but I don't remember exactly. What, I hmm. promise I researched this. I'm just... There was a lot of information. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. So with this plea deal, she has one year of probation in New York, and she had to complete 50 hours of community service, as well as attending AA meetings twice a week, attending a victim impact class by MAD, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, which that one I kind of didn't understand because, I mean, Hmm. I guess it's a victim impact, but like she wasn't driving, so that was a little bit of a different situation, but good. I mean, all the counseling and classes she can get. Preemptive, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And she had to pay $866 in court fees. Okay. And, of course, no consuming alcohol or taking illegal drugs, as she would be subject to random testing. And Luann followed all of this and lived happily ever after. Oh, of course. (laughs) I wish. So during this time, she's still touring with Countess and friends. Like, but that might have been an issue. The whole thing with this is she's like having a good time. She's relaxed. Yeah. She's drinking. Yeah. She's singing. Yeah. Everyone's like that's the atmosphere. Yeah. Apparently, after one of these cabaret shows, she is taken into custody after testing positive for the presence of alcohol back on April 21st, 2019. So she tests positive to having alcohol. Testing positive sounds so weird, but like she had alcohol in her system. Uh-huh. So she goes to meet with her probation officer two days later and said, 
yeah, I consumed two mimosas at my show in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So basically like, of course, it's as one does. Breakfast, yeah. <laughs> but what was kind of sad was during that time on Roni, she was like, I don't think I have a problem. Like you you felt bad because you're like, oh, she's not seeing it yeah, yet. Yeah. She the, wasn't there. Mm-hmm. The and full I feel like that realization had not quite And happened. wasn't that when Leah was like, I'm going to test my sobriety and start drinking now, and I haven't, and it just seems was, like a bad combination. It was, and it was Leah's first season, right? Wasn't it like the right. way she entered the show? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that was a bad combo. It was not good. Uh, it was pretty dark. Also, on top of having these mimosas, she had also not attended all the AA meetings she was supposed to. Yeah. So the Palm Beach judge was like, not on my watch, biatch, and mm-hmm. she reinstated the probation and then modified it. So at this point, she has to have weekly counseling uh, appointments via phone with her psychiatrist. She also had to have a monthly visit in person. She had to take an alcohol abuse medication and had to maintain a SoberLink breathalyzer monitoring device as directed by her PO. I remember that. Yeah. She like brought that to like brunches with the girls. Well, and remember though, I feel like this was the first time things really happened. Yeah, it was whenever she had gotten out of... Um, when she had gotten out of uh, rehab yeah. and they all went to dinner and Ramona, yeah. like they, she posted that picture and they were all drinking. Oh, and she holding was like, their glasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was like, this is a terrible idea. And it was. Yep. Yep. Right. Maybe that's when it started sinking in. Like she was starting to think about like the, or maybe that was maybe. still just optics for her. I don't know. I think it was. Or just going to get her in trouble. Afraid of exactly the consequences. And yeah. so, yeah. yeah. So eventually, she's able to comply, and she completes her new probation on August twenty eighth, two thousand nineteen. Um, but troubles weren't over quite yet for her. In March of last year, twenty twenty two, Luann finds trouble once again when she shows up to this piano bar called Townhouse in Manhattan. Yes, remember. And she gets up to sing and appears to be quite inebriated so according to patrons she was demanding her song be played and overall just monopolizing the microphone and rebecca we have a clip to play here wow okay That is sad. Yeah, to me it was sad. It was like, I thought it was pretty, she was Dark. pretty obviously yeah. inebriated and mm-hmm. like living for this microphone and mm-hmm. everyone should know. And people like, were laughing at her. I mean, that was like, like she was unaware absolutely. of how that was going. Yeah. Yeah, oh. no. Her, her, yeah, what she's thinking is not what's actually happening. Right, right. But I did get this amazing excerpt from someone that was there from page six and it said, quote, the piano player was like, I don't know the song. And she responded, it's a hit. And then in parentheses, it says, the critically trashed song apparently sold 19,000 digital copies. And I just love how like petty that comment is. Of course. Oh my gosh. But it is wild that she's there and like, sing my song. And it's like, lady, come on. The quote continues and says, of her 2010 auto-tuned debut single that includes lines like, elegance is learned the snarky source sniffs quote it's not a cole porter standard it's not somewhere over the rainbow <laughs> oh and and you know in luann's mind it is like absolutely it belongs Remember? in the same repertoire 
<laughs> Remember her on the boat, like saying, "Like they know my song, they know yes. my music." Yeah, that's like so classic, Luann. Oh, Rebecca, I forgot. I needed to change my background. I had such a good picture for you. Let's. See. Oh, I can't wait. I wanted this to be. My husband was going to put this on a shirt, but I didn't. Have can you believe it, girls? <laughs> Yeah, I want that, that to amazing. be merch. I love it. Yes, that's so good. Who made that? I made that. That's beautiful. Thank you on Canva. Thank you. That is so but I thought it was cute. cute. I, I love. Can you believe it, girls? Made a shirt made with it on there, but I did not end up having enough time. Apparently, so good. So allegedly, after this, Luann gets kicked out of the bar, but she denies <sighs> it. She says. We're celebrating a day of rehearsals. We're just there. Maybe I drank too much, but I left. You know, I wasn't kicked out. I just left. My friend had to leave early. Right, right. And so it's kind of sad to me because it feels like drinking. I mean, she talks about sobriety still being an issue for her, and it's an everyday thing. So it's like you, you want. I want her to do better for her because this is not where you want. I mean, because she does have this successful thing going, and it's a fun thing, and people are having fun. But like, she's obviously still struggling. Which yeah. You know, people that do. takes a lot of the fun out of it too. Like when she's Absolutely. not in on it in a good way, it's um, it's a lot less fun. Like I don't want to see her if she's not in a good place. No, absolutely not. That's never going to be a fun a fun thing for me. Like even that um video I sent you, like it it, like I was shocked that it happened, but then to yeah. watch it, I was like, Man, oh, it's that sad. Is really dark. Yeah, yeah. And so Rebecca, ultimately, that's really the story of the rise wow. and fall and slight rise again and maybe fall of a countess. And so while we know that Roni is no longer the Roni of yesteryear, um, just a few days ago, Luann did make an announcement of sorts on Instagram Reels, and it looks like we will be seeing her again. And you can play that last clip. Just wanted to send you all a little personal message or as personal as you can get on Instagram. Happy 2023, everybody. It's going to be a good one. It's got to be a little better than last year, right? And uh, let's hope we see some housewives coming back. Hashtag legacy. Oh, okay. Subtle. (laughs) Hashtag legacy. Yeah, good. Yeah, so it does seem like we will be getting some group of Roni women, which I know they've talked about, but it's the first time I've seen Luann mention it, like, that it's really going to happen, that we're going to get some sort of a legacy cast, which yeah. you'll be watching. hundred percent. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. Luann is such a like divisive figure. I feel like, right. don't you? Like, yeah. I just can't stand her sometimes and I could never live without her. Like she's <laughs> so great, but she really is like, was the delusional quote about her? Was that yeah, Ramona was that was like delusional? Like, was she oh. talking to or and about Luann? Or was that, am I just making that up? And am I just projecting that onto Luann? Luann's a little delusional. She is. Yeah. It doesn't matter who so said it. Sonia. We will apply I bet it to she her. Was, yeah. I bet she was talking about Sonia. But I remember like in her redemption tour, you know, when she was really yeah. actively sober and just preaching it and going mm-hmm. to meetings on trips. And it was really cool, but there was like also even using that as like her new thing to make thing. her so mm-hmm. whatever. And um, she had to do this thing where she went to, it was like a charity thing. Oh and gosh. Are you talking about the women she spoke to about? Yeah. The- there was like a group of incarcerated women or formerly yes. incarcerated women and Luann trying to relate to them because she had one night in one jail. Night. 
Mm-hmm. There was no prison sentence because Mm-mm. she's rich and she's right. privileged and she attorneys. had a great lawyer. Mm-hmm. The charges she faced, like a lot of people would still be sitting in a Florida jail. Absolutely. Prison, like waiting yeah. for their trial or whatever. So, you know, just when she came out and was kind of like, I'm just like you guys, you know, when she, and when she calls Bethany from the back of the car, you know. Oh yeah. Well, it's been quite a year. I've been to jail. I've been to rehab. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, she's still just so disconnected. Like, I really hope she gets to like a real reckoning and maybe she has, maybe we'll see that in legacy. Maybe she's there. I hope she's like bonded with her kids and like reconciled those issues because that's the stuff that matters, you know, at the end of the day, I think that matters to her the most probably. So I don't know. She is, she is something that Luann. She's something for sure. Yeah. It's, but coming from this, like one of, seven children and you know I always forget that nurse, it's it's yeah it's just I have a hard time having some so much of a disconnect from your childhood not like I think I'm the exact same person but I feel like my it's part values, of values the way I yeah. grew up like I I don't feel so far away from um from the me then I don't think I would like look at myself and be like I don't recognize you if I saw myself um Yeah, and she worked really hard to compartmentalize those two identities to the point where it worked. Like, I forgot she was from Connecticut. I thought your Connecticut connection was going to be like Tom and her got a house there or Tom was from there. Like, I completely forgot she's just a middle-class, like, Connecticut kid. Yeah. Um, Right, and her name's Luann. Of course, she wasn't born in Europe. Which is hilarious, too, because I'm like, actually, that she should have been from, like, South Georgia. Like, I should be related to her. Right. Um, It's it's not, (laughs) yeah, it's not, um, it's not the European Mm -mm. monarchy, like, aristocracy story she's, she got herself into. Yeah. Lady sandwiches. So interesting, but what a great contribution she has made to the housewives' empire. I would agree with you. And Rebecca, I would love to know, away from Roni, away from Sister Wives, what is it that you are watching? Can I can I be honest? Barely anything. Yes, because barely Sister anything. Wives has like really infiltrated. It's tough. The system, we're just trying to plow through. But um, I downloaded a show for my flight home from California. And okay. I got through a little bit of it. So the disclaimer here is I haven't watched a lot. But I'm going to keep going, and I think this is really interesting, and I, I'm hoping it's like a fun introduction. I hadn't heard of this, but okay. okay. It was recommended by, we had dinner in um, LA with my daughter's college roommate's family. We got, she's from out there, oh, and nice. so she's home on break, and my daughter's home on break, so we got to meet my daughter's friend's family, and they're all watching this show. Right. Um, so I was delighted to learn that reality TV would be a big topic of our dinner conversation. I wasn't expecting that. And I was so happy. Um, So your clues are Netflix. Okay. Dante, South Korea. I have no idea. Oh my gosh. This might be a first. So the show is called Singles Inferno. I haven't even heard of it. I did Dante because of Dante's Inferno. So take your classic um, like Love Island dating reality show, but put it in South Korea and there's been two seasons and the premise is that these I don't know how many I think it's 10 singles are placed on this island beautiful but it's deserted and so there's a survivor element to it they have to they have limited resources they have to get their own food and shelter oh. and the only way they can escape it is by successfully pairing up 
and going on a date to paradise. So the Inferno is the deserted island. Paradise is where they get to go on these dates. That's the premise. So it's already okay. like different. And then yeah, I like it. It's South Korean. So they're speaking South Korean. So you can either have them speak as they do and do subtitles, or mm-hmm. you can do the dub. I Over prefer dub. subtitles. Mm-hmm. Um, but the their cultures... The culture is so different from any American or even European dating show that I've seen that it's, that's really fun to see. Oh, that's cool. But the rest of the tropes are pretty similar. You know, you've got your villain, you've got your good girl, you've got the guy who's full of himself, you've got the guy who's like, I'm smart, you've got the guy who's like, I'm hot. They're all pretty, very attractive. Yeah. I'm really into Korean skincare like reading about okay. it so like their skin is like the women's skin just like tell me everything you do right because they're in their 20s and 30s and they all look like they're 13 <laughs> like, but they're all like fully grown adults right but um, I'm only a couple episodes in so again I can't fully say this show is amazing but I really really like it and I think that the twists that they're adding are just interesting enough to keep me watching yeah so just the official blurb is stranded and ready to mingle nine young flirty korean singles search for love in a deserted island that they can only escape as couples for date nights on their new island paradise so i guess this is the there's a second season it just came out last year now there's a new season so i'm i'm all for like a show too where i get like a window into just a completely different life all the sister wives i mean like so but like the Indian matchmaking so I'm enjoying it even just for the like the globe trotting aspect of it right but I'm excited to keep watching it oh cool I haven't even seen that come up so I'm excited me to see either that, that, I hadn't that either good. but now that I have I'm like seeing so much about it and um it's like even on social media and stuff and I think it just had not reached me so uh-huh. I'm I'm grateful for the re- recommendation from my daughter's friend I love that that's awesome that's yeah. So perfect. what are you watching? Cause I know you're rewatching sister wives. Well, I'm done with my sister wives rewatch. I have finished. So you're I up have seen it. I'm to up date. to date. And can you just fill Twice. me in? And for anyone who's like where sure. I am in the process, where are we currently in? Is there a season current right now? Like weekly? Uh, just or did finished. it just end? It just okay. finished on Sunday. Yeah. So we just finished the 17th season. 17th. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So what have you also been watching? Watch a couple things because now okay. I'm free of Sister Wives. But the yeah. one I'm so excited about, and Rebecca, I want you to go ahead and take the pressure off. You are okay. not going to guess this. Great. I don't think anyone will guess this. Okay, okay? great. So just great. take that off. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, here are my three clues, but they don't even matter. Sure, because you're just going to tell us. I'm just going to tell you. Here we go. Peacock, True Crime-ish, Borat. But I don't like the Borat one, but the director okay. is from Borat. Okay. Oh, Okay. So this is called Paul, oh gosh, sorry, Paul T. Goldman. I also don't like the name of it because it doesn't really tell you anything, right? No. Let me read the blurb, okay? Uh, Paul T. Goldman's world is turned upside down when he finds out that his wife has been living a secret double life. His efforts to uncover the truth thrust him into a labyrinth of fraud, deception, and criminality that transforms him, in his words, from wimp to warrior. Director Jason Wolliner tries to keep the series he thought he was making from going off the rails as Goldman stars in reenactments, changes the script, and challenges his vision. The Stranger Than Fiction true crime docuseries blends fact and fiction similarly to the director's work on Borat. So... This guy, Paul, it, it's it's a docu series, but you're also watching them film 
almost like a show, right? So Paul is this guy whose wife has cheated on him, maybe ran this crazy like... A real person? Uh, a real person. Okay. This crazy um, possible like uh, sex worker ring, whatever. He writes this book like on Amazon, like produce or, you know, writes it, self-publishes. He is telling his story. So he's telling his story to this director, Jason, whatever, Wolliner. I don't know how to sell this right. But basically, you're watching the guy, Paul. You're watching clips of him tell the story of what's happened to him. But then you're also watching actors and actresses. Paul is playing himself. But you're watching actors and actresses reenact this story as it's going on. So the director's there. So you'll, you'll watch Paul talking about it. Then you watch like a reenactment of it and then halfway through you'll see Paul look at the director and say I'm gonna try this one a little bit different and do a different and he's in the director will be like wait is that actually what happened he's like well kind of but I want to see what it looks like if we do this so it's this mind like a genre bender like it's like defying. you know I'm into it yes I'm so into it. And so it's very different. But you're as it goes along, you realize he'll say like, well, 99% of the story is true. And then the next time he talks about it, he's like 95% of the story. So now I'm at the point, I'm four episodes in because there's only four right now. I think it'll be six total. Um, that I don't know if the whole story is not going to be true. Maybe oh, he wrote this gosh. and lied about the whole thing. Or maybe it, you just don't know. So it's so good, so awkward. So uh, one of the things I read about was like a connection to the rehearsal just like this weird real okay. life but not yes it's totally different genre so bending I love these you're so good at finding these and introducing it is like totally when I saw the preview I like before Christmas I like literally put it in my calendar because I'm like yeah. I have to watch this because I'm never going to see another preview so not very many people are talking about it so if you want to be cool not that I'm cool but I feel like I find some pretty neat stuff I don't want to be uncool Find it. Yeah, don't be all uncool. <laughs> it's called Paul T. Goldman. I think Seth Rogen is one of the producers on it. But that it's, makes it's sense. unlike anything you've seen. I love I, it. It's next on my list. Yeah. In fact, it might be – well, I don't know. I have another show that I want to watch that I didn't get to that I'm probably going to – if I like it as much as – I have a show that I wrote down like you did when it wasn't out yet to remember to watch mm-hmm. that's now out, but I haven't started it because I was away, so – I have a feeling for next episode, I'll be sharing that one. But this is going on the list. This sounds so weird and interesting. It is. It's really like I'm super into it. And so I just can't wait to see what happens. I have no idea what will happen. Yeah, it's awesome. crazy. Okay, good. So Rebecca, (sighs) I would love to know. I'm finally done with Luann. What you will be sharing with us in two weeks. Well, as of about 90 minutes ago, I can tell you. Um, and these clues, I think, I don't know, I think people can get this. I feel like you definitely will, but this is, these are the clues. Okay. Bravo, hospital, church. But don't say it if you know. Okay. I think I know. I think you do too. Yeah. Okay. I'm very excited. This is what I yeah. think it is. Okay. Guess. Okay. Tell me what cool. you think. Jen Shaw. Oh, because it smells like hospital, church. Yeah. Okay. Dang it. So it's, yeah, it's not Jen Shaw. I okay. did think that would Crap. be a red herring. Um, yeah. I'm a little tired of talking about Jen Shaw. I feel like. I'm fine with that. I need time until I do her story. Mm-hmm. And everyone's reported on it so extensively. I don't even know if there's, I just, but I kind of wanted to, yeah. So it's not Jen Shaw. Okay. 
I got to think about it some more. Okay, I'm very excited. Don't overthink about this. it. You're very close. Okay, I'm gonna get it. I don't have it yet. Really? I sometimes have to sit and like look at the clues. You'll and, text like, me in 45 minutes. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll be fine. Um. So yeah, so I'm excited to to dive into that, and we'll be back to do that episode in two weeks from today. Perfect. Follow us on social media, Instagram, TikTok. We are being consistent TikTokers. Are they yeah, good? We, we are. don't know, but we're being consistent TikTokers. Um, and yeah, we'll be back in two weeks, Rebecca. Yeah, can't wait. We'll share the story then. This was so much fun. I feel like we need Luann hit song to send us out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I almost started singing. Let's not do that. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Criminality. If you're enjoying the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and give the show a rating and review. The reality is it would be a crime to keep your thoughts to yourself. And come join the fun outside of the podcast and follow us on social media. We are at Criminality Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Memes are welcome. We'll see you in two weeks with a new episode. Until then, you can catch my co-host Melissa on her weekly show, Moms and Murder and Rebecca Sebastian on her podcast, Dialogue, a true crime conversation. Don't forget, loving reality isn't a crime.